Happy Friday. Thank you for tuning back into the Financial Foundation with me, Ty. I'm going to go over some happenings in the financial world today and the economy as a whole. I also want to address a hidden gem investment that some of you in today's world are enjoying the fruit of. You are either going to be jumping for joy at this possibility or just brush it off as something only mildly interesting, but nonetheless, the numbers don't lie, so I want to address it anyway. Before I begin, I don't want to end the week without taking a minute to thank the listeners of this podcast. I'm so glad you are enjoying the information I'm putting out there, and I want to keep my commitment to pushing out three episodes a week. Speaking of which, I want to put out a weekend bonus episode out there just in case my Monday gets too busy since it is a holiday and I don't want to skip it. But anyway, thank you again and let's get into some juicy topics, shall we? Okay, so first, if you have listened to many of my episodes over the last few months, You know I periodically take a second to highlight the incredible and seemingly unstoppable rise to 30-year mortgage rates. Teeny tiny bit of good news as the average mortgage rate has dropped just a bit for two consecutive weeks. As of May 12th, the average rate was at 5.3%, and as of yesterday, it has fallen slightly to 5.1%. I'm not saying 5% is ideal for paying on a home loan, which is usually hundreds of thousands of dollars, but it is good news since the rate at which it was increasing didn't seem to have an end in sight, and it has been a scary year for the housing market. Hopefully this isn't temporary and rates start to surge again, but I don't want to hold on to that hope too tightly since at any given week, we could see rates continue to rise as with all other borrower rates since inflation is far from under control. Speaking of inflation, an update there. If you haven't heard, the inflation stats for April came out a while back and it showed that inflation was at 8.3% year over year, which is down from 8.5% in March. So it's going in the right direction, but talk about slow. This small decrease in the inflation just means the approaches they are taking to tackle this thing are too ineffective at this moment in time, and more drastic takes are needed to get this back under 2% where it belongs. So keep that in mind when it comes to your future endeavors in regards to buying a home, spending budgets, or any other means of looking at how this year will play out. Last thing, I want to give you guys an update on... uh, just a quick topic before we move on to the hidden gem I mentioned earlier is a take I came across highlighting similarities to today and 2008. From the similar activity in the stock market as they approached a recession like bear market to fiscal policy in the previous year that has led us to an unsustainable amount of money supply and velocity. In this take, they do take aim at how both times we saw 20 plus percent declines in big corporation peaks from six months earlier and At the same time, the massive wave of denials of a contracting economy. They do this by focusing on job openings or optimistic future EPS estimates. They're usually made for some of these companies, but they basically hope that when these numbers come out, the best case scenario is what happens. Anyways, um, hopefully that does a good job of explaining the updates that we've had over the last few weeks. But enough talk about the pessimistic stuff. It's more important, so I won't ignore it, but it's definitely not my preference. I want to move on to a very optimistic investment opportunity that you might not know about. 
The reason for my excitement is not just the numbers, but the fast-growing number of platforms and increased access to this investment. The hidden gem I'm referring to is wine, more specifically, fine wines. The year-to-date return on one wine investment, the Live EX Fine Wine 1000, is 8.6 year-to-date return. It's the London International Vintners Exchange, and while there are many opportunities to invest in wine out there, I found this one to be my focus since the numbers surrounding this investment are widely available, and also because of how diverse the exchange is. So the biggest attraction about the LiveX Fine Wine 1000, besides the year-to-date return compared to the S&P 500's 16.13 year-to-date loss, is also wine is one of those special recession-proof categories. Alcohol sales tend to go up during times of economic hardship, and the LiveX Fine Wine 1000 index is extremely diversified in wines from all over the world, making the performance of this exchange fairly predictable. Like I said in the beginning, this new investment might have you full of interest in the opportunity, and I want to say up front, this is not investment advice. I myself have not invested in any wine funds whatsoever. I consider myself to be somewhat ignorant in the world of wine, and unless you understand it thoroughly, don't throw your money at investment opportunities that come your way. If you happen to be interested in this, take as much time as you can to find out everything there is to know about wine investing. That will do it for today. I wanted to go further into the topic of wine investing, but I have to take my own advice here and learn much, much more about the subject as a whole. I believe most of what I got over the sources I read were one big sales pitch, and I'm not satisfied until I know all the facts, and when I do, I will come back and do a much deeper take on wine investing. Thanks for listening to The Financial Foundation. As always, if you have a question, message me on Instagram at The Financial Foundation 2022, and I will take the time to address it with you. I hope to hear from you soon. Enjoy your weekend, and I will see you next time.